Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Have you ever been asked the question, if you knew then what you do now, would you have done what you did? I am your host, Bob Williams of the Sarasota Stories Podcast, and I'm going to answer that question coming right up as we just recently hit a major milestone. Well, we've done it. We just aired episode 100 of the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Can I get a round of applause, please? <laughs> oh, man. I Listen, I know you all have a lot more important things on your mind than this podcast or episode 100, but we're pretty fired up about it. We appreciate all of our listeners. We certainly appreciate our guests. And I just wanted to take uh, time in this shortened episode today to share with you what it's like to launch a podcast, what we've learned, and then what you can expect going forward. Because uh, based upon the feedback that we've gotten, uh, we're going to stay here for quite some time. Over the 100 episodes, we've actually had nearly 6,000 listens. That's what our analytics tell us. That's what our analytical software tells us. So let's see, 6,000 listens in a town of 60,000 and a couple of countywide uh, let's see, would be county, would be between Manatee and Sarasota, I think is what, 750,000? We're pretty happy with those numbers that uh, 6,000 people would tune in over the 100 episodes over the last year. And uh, we feel like we're just getting started here because uh, our numbers are continuing to grow. But I wanted to spend some time in talking with you about, you know, what's it like to launch a podcast? And as you can imagine, it was... Uh, it was nip and tuck, particularly for me. I, I sh not to say that I'm not technologically savvy because you do need the computers and the mic and the recording and the editing software and all that sort of jazz, but still it was a bunch for me to digest uh, when I was really getting started. I will say that launching a podcast can actually be very easy. I've heard of stories where people download an app off the app store and they record their episodes and they just upload it directly to one of the registries out there, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, and a bunch of others. And those registries, of course, are where people go to listen to what they've uploaded. Now, there's a huge difference between launching a podcast and getting people to listen to it. 
So it's easy to launch a podcast. The tough thing, quite frankly, is sustaining the effort, if you will. Over those 100 episodes, I mean, it's been tough at times. And uh, as you all know, this is a interview-based podcast. So when you have people on the other side of the computer there, when we do most of our interviews virtually, is you have to get them scheduled. And a lot of times people haven't heard of you. They don't, they're a little bit concerned, like, well, what is this about? You send them some of the previous episodes so they get a gist of what it's about. But somebody who's never been interviewed like that before, and they know that their story is going to be broadcast, they can be, well, they can be reticent about the fact that they may share some parts of their life or their work that, uh, uh, that just may get out there. So we have several ways of not only talking with our potential guests before they come on the show, but obviously when they come on the show, we spend a few minutes talking about these are the types of questions we're going to go over and want you to just feel like you're having a conversation with a good friend at a coffee shop here and just sharing a little bit about who you are and, and the type of work that you're doing and, and what you're excited about right now. And that's the basic format of our show. Now, since we are interview based, we obviously need the material that the guest provides. And then what we do is, is we take that material, we record it, we professionally edit it, we provide artwork, and then we upload it to all the social media sites. I shouldn't say all of them, but many of them like Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And we call this like a one episode joint venture. So we need their story. They need us to air it for them. And we help their story get told to the greater Sarasota area. Question is, you know, where do we get our guests? So we get our guests from several areas. We get them from greater Sarasota, uh, excuse me, the greater Sarasota Chamber of Commerce. I've been a member there for a number of years. To me, it's the best deal in town. For a few hundred bucks, you are a part of a group where there's several thousand members there and you become a part of that group. To me, it's the best deal in town. And likewise, Lakewood Ranch Business Alliance. Uh, it's not quite as big as the chamber, but it has a different vibe and different group of people out there that I've been able to tap into as guests on my show. The other way we get guests are through the social media sites, as I mentioned, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook primarily. So we try to find people that we find are interesting, but more importantly, some of the feedback that we've gotten that people, our listeners, want to have on our show. So we've had philanthropists and we've had entrepreneurs and business leaders and the such over the past uh, 100 episodes. And frankly, that's what we're going to continue to do. So launching it was, um, I wouldn't say launching it was pretty easy, but sustaining it uh, can be a grind. Um, to, in order to schedule somebody for the show, there's a number of times where you got to go back and forth. People are busy. Uh, if we're talking to a president of an organization, let's say like um, Tali Zuber of iCard Merrill, she's uh, president there. She's a very busy gal. And we have to get in touch with her and then make it easy her, for her to be scheduled on our show. And so she's able to choose a time that works for her. She, she or any other guest pretty much drives the, the calendar. So we try to make it really easy for a guest to get on. But then once we do the interview, then that, and frankly, the interview is the easy part. We take that material and we professionally edit it. We add the artwork and then we upload it to all the sites that I mentioned earlier. 
but then there's also show notes to be written and there's backlinks to be put in and then notifying the guest of when the episode will air. So that's kind of the quick and dirty on how we do our podcast and virtually uh, we use different software. Most people are familiar with Zoom at this point after the last two years of uh, COVID. Everybody is doing meetings now on Zoom, on Zoom meetings. But we use a different type of software that gives us a lot more flexibility, has a lot more bells and whistles that allows us to edit, allows us to book people, allows us to market our podcast. And we also do um, on-site interviews. I've done, I don't know, four or five on-site interviews. Uh, actually, uh, Talise was an on-site interview. So what I do is I take a couple microphones and what's known as a Zoom H6, an incredible piece of equipment, about the size of a half half of a half the size of a loaf of bread, and uh, you plug that in and it does a wonderful job of recording the interviews. That's always a lot of fun for me because it allows me to get out of my world headquarter office here, which is very designed very similar to my home office. So it allows me to get out of there and uh, go on site, which I always enjoy quite a bit. So what have I learned over these past uh, 100 episodes? I'm going to share a couple of things with you, which is first and foremost, uh, and I got to give her credit. I'm not typically a fan of this woman, but she's really incredible in what she does. And she said something that really resonated with me. Her name is Oprah Winfrey. And she said something that really resonated with me when I was thinking about doing podcasts and interviewing people. She says, I've done 37,000 interviews and I have come to the conclusion that people always want to be seen and heard. And frankly, that was the basis for this podcast. Um, it's very true. It's a very human thing to actually listen to somebody's story. But if you can listen to that story and actually share it with other people that you think would want to hear it. You know, you've developed a, a deep uh, rapport with that individual. Some of them become have become friends and a uh, couple of them become collaborators, quite frankly, in, in business and whatnot, giving me insights onto what, how I need to do a better job on this show. But uh, I think that statement of being seen and heard is really the foundation of the show. I have to give Oprah Winfrey credit for that. That is the very, that's the main thing that I have learned about doing these episodes. The second thing that I have learned that is of primary importance is it's really important to be consistent. If you go to, again, the Apple registry or some of the others out there, you'll see that many shows are kind of hit and miss. Now, I'm not talking about the NPRs or the, the CBS or, you know, Fox or CNN news. I mean, they're very consistent because they're professionals. They've been doing this. This is what they do. But there are many podcasts out there that they're very inconsistent. We have never missed a publishing date yet, and we do, do not intend to do so. So it's important to be consistent because your listeners want you to be someone who is reliable and somebody who's going to put out quality material. So those are two main things that I have learned over the past season, which is to be consistent and to provide a platform where people can be seen and heard. What can you expect going forward? Well, primarily, you can expect for us to continue to do the same type of interviews. We're going to experiment a little bit more with doing longer interviews and maybe even split them up into episode one and episode two. We actually did that in episode 99 and 100 with Jim Miller 
at JMX Brands. We may do a little bit more of that. But we need feedback from you all to shout out at us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn. Shout out and give us a, hey, Bob, this is what I'd like to see more out of you guys. The other things you can't expect from us is we're looking to partner with some organizations out there. We are talking with some organizations right now, and we're going to see where this goes because we find that when we are in a collaborative relationship, we do better work. And so that's what we're looking to do. But you can expect the same type of quality episodes that we have been putting out there, fascinating people that live in the greater Sarasota area, and we just hope that you will tune in. Once again, we would not exist without you. Thank you so much, and always remember to listen, learn, and connect.